0: If you're an executive, entrepreneur, seasoned investor, or just a student of the game, you'll love The Great Fail, Adweek's entrepreneurship podcast of the year, a show that artfully uncovers some of the biggest fails in business history and how it might have been prevented. The Great Fail is entertaining, informative, and told through a true crime narrative in under 30 minutes that keeps you at the edge of your seats. So check out The Great Fail wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, listeners. I'm your host, Lindsay Boyd, and for the next few episodes, I will be joined by Ad Results Media's VP of Media, Lisa Jacobs, as we discuss a topic that, as women, is near and dear to our hearts, women in podcasting. Throughout our years in the industry, we have had the privilege of working with folks from all different backgrounds and creeds. However, there was one question that lingered at the back of our minds. Where are the women? In this series, we will be taking a deep dive into the history of women in podcasting through conversations with hosts and network representatives as we hear their stories of the challenges they've faced over the years, their personal wins, where they'd like to see the industry go moving forward, and how to get there. As a note to our listeners, we would like to notate that in this series covering women in the podcasting space, we will be talking specifically about cis women. However, we do want to take extra care in highlighting not only the struggles, but the wins faced by additional underrepresented groups, including trans folks and people of color, which is why we'll be dedicating future episodes of this podcast to their stories. In this episode, we are thrilled to sit down with the hosts of the hit podcast Lady Gang as we discuss their journey in the podcasting space. So let's get started.
2: What is that thing that makes you different from everyone else?
3: it became more relatable to a lot of women out there. We're also
0: going to be, like I said, mindful of the content that we create. Show
2: the power that our brand has and that our community has in advertising. Let's just take over podcasting women.
1: We've been um, talking about running this series on women in podcasting for a while now and so we're really excited that y'all could join us. Thanks for thinking of us. We're honored. Excited. Yeah, absolutely. I figure most of our listeners probably know who you guys are, since we do the our podcast specifically is kind of catered more towards um, other folks who are in audio advertising. So I'm assuming most people know who y'all are. But if you could kind of introduce yourselves and just tell us a little bit about the show and how y'all came together to form Lady Gang, that would be awesome. Sure. Um, Well,
0: so I'm Becca Tobin. I am an actress and um, Kelty Knight- She's an entertainment journalist, and Jack Vanek is a fashion entrepreneur, just overall entrepreneur, badass woman. And Kelty and I knew each other from the days of singing and dancing in New York City. She was a rockette, and I was on Broadway. And then we both made our ways to Los Angeles, uh, her for hosting and me for acting. Um, I was on the show Glee for a couple of years. And we kept bumping into each other at events and red carpets, and we would kind of have this like weird, Um, energy where we both were happy where we were so grateful to be in the positions that we were but we were kind of like this is fucking weird and also aren't you sad so much and so we would have these lunches where we would really like talk about how hard it was to be at the mercy of everyone else making decisions for your career and having to leave your the fate into someone else's hands so Kelty who's always been this crazy forward thinker when it comes to digital media said no one's going to give us our own TV show, but what if we did a podcast? And I said, what is a podcast? (laughs) Because this was 2015, I think. Then we sat there and I said, I'll do whatever you say because whatever Kelty Knight touches turns to gold. We knew that we needed somebody who wasn't in the entertainment space, someone normal, someone who had some street cred, who'd built a business and a brand on her own. So enter Jack Vanek. And she uh, was this awesome, like badass. She started her company at 19. She exploded into the zeitgeist of pop culture and music. And so... We joined together and we just started this like weekly shit-talking session where it felt like just having mimosa brunches with your girlfriends and talking about what's happening in the world and interviewing our favorite celebrities. And over time, we found that the girls tune in, or and some men, for the celebrity interviews, but also just to hear what's happening in each of our lives and with the business of, of Lady Gang.
1: So when we were preparing for this series and, and this interview, I had actually read in another interview that y'all had done that one of the reasons y'all launched Lady Gang was to thwart society's expectation of womanhood, which I love. And so I was hoping that you could talk a little bit about some of the expectations that you faced while on your podcast journey.
3: Um, Well, it's kind of funny. So when we started our podcast, we didn't Exactly know what it was gonna be. Like we thought it was gonna be more celebrity-based interviews. And then we didn't know it was gonna be like us talking about our lives and it being very um kind of like self-focused. And we have this section called Good Week, Bad Week, and that's like the only section that we talk about like stuff that's going on or like on in our lives, and in one of the Good Week, Bad Weeks becca had talked about how she had left her underwear in a parking garage and they were face up and they were not by, by accident her. like they had fallen out of the bag they fell out of the bag and then her um boyfriend who is her husband at the her boyfriend at the time husband now found them face up
0: sunny side up is what we call it
3: <laughs> and it kind of it, it, when we're listening to the story, we're like, okay, is this the kind of podcast we're going to be? Okay. I guess it is. So then that kind of like opened the doors to us, just like sharing everything about our lives, the good, the bad, the messy, the gross, the embarrassing. And it kind of redefined what being a lady was to us because, you know, in our own personal lives and just in society in general, it's looking at a woman, You're everybody has an idea of what she should be. And we're kind of trying to break down those barriers because we're so much more than what society wants us to be. So um, it's just all that messy stuff all thrown in there at once. Did
4: you guys get a lot of pushback when you started going down that route and get any negative feedback or hit any roadblocks? No,
2: because then the numbers went crazy. It was like, It was the best, you know, we've never really advertised the podcast. Like it's, it's, you know, this is the kind of show where a friend hears something and says, oh my God, you got to listen to this podcast. Oh my God, these girls had the same thing happen. Kelty left her tampon in for three days. That just happened to my friend, Jessica. Let me send that episode to her. So, you know, that that is, people are always like, how did you do this? And you're like, you know, I think that there's this hunger for realness and authenticity and not in the like, let's be authentic way. It's like literally the, I hate my husband way today, but I don't, I love him. But you know, it's like, it, it, it caught on like wildfire because no one was really, first, there was barely any female podcasts. I would say we were probably one of the first handful of them. And so it's like, it just caught on and women were telling other women like, Oh, Hey, this, this person said a story, this, they're so us. We always hear like, I feel like you guys are my best friends. Um, Oh my, I have my own lady gang. Like, so it just became, you know, that thing. And I think that
3: the secret to that is we weren't trying to become that thing like that wasn't our goal to be like okay you guys well we're going to be super raw and real for this episode like it sort of just happened and it actually wasn't planned at all, and I think. Because of that, it became more relatable to a lot of women out there because we're not like, okay, well, you know, we haven't really talked about this. So like, let's go there. It's just everything that we talk about has been so organic and, it, and we're not trying to be anything specific other than just being ourselves.
4: Well, kind of going back to the content, um, how, how do you guys determine what you're going to cover each week and in each episode?
0: Kelty's the one that kind of does all the work. Yeah, that's it.
3: <laughs> Beck and yeah. I just show up. Kelty is the one that actually she produces. Does...
2: That is, she's the puppet. That, that is truly not the truth. However, um, uh, however, so when we started the show, I'm someone that really likes order. Um, And with a background in producing television, I looked at the podcast and I produced it exactly the same way that you would produce like an hour long television show. So it was like, what is our A block? What is our B block? What is our C block? The ads go here. And so I think one of the successes we've had is that our listeners know what they're gonna get every single week. They're gonna come to Lady Gang, they're gonna get our good week, bad week, they're gonna get an ad. Then they're gonna hear our guest then they're gonna get an ad. Then they're gonna get our Ask the Lady Gang section. So it's like, you know what the show is. It's like watching an episode of your favorite show on TV. Like you know exactly where it's going and I think there's a comfort to that. I think a lot of podcasts get it wrong when they're like, I'm gonna have a podcast. It's just girl chat and then they just chat for an hour and you're like, this is like pandering, wandering, like I don't know where this is going. Our show is a show. It's produced like a show and I think that's one of the things that sets us apart. Um, and so good week, bad week, we always know we're coming to the table with those stories. We keep them in our phones. We keep like something crazy will happen to me. Like the other day I woke up and I was covered in chocolate in my bed and I was like, I don't know how I got here. And then I had to like re go back to like, I took, I took a Xanax and then I was secretly eating chocolate in my bed in the middle of the night and it got hot and it melted and I did it. Was it poop? Was it chocolate? Anyway. So like, but I didn't, I didn't wake up and be like, guys, you'll never believe what happened to me last night. I put it on my phone. I saved it the podcast. Yeah. So that's that. And then the B block is, is usually our, our celebrity guest or an an expert. Um, and we are very mindful about who we bring on. Um, there's many times that like a TikTok star, a YouTube star, who's like 17, who has gazillion followers, like, we're not going to put that person on. That's not our audience. And so we are very particular in, in, in who comes on the show. We've learned, we've absolutely had some of those people and been like, this was a disaster never again. Um, but we're, we're really intentional about bringing on a celebrity with something to say that's going to be open that you're going to see a different side of. And then the C block is always our SLAD gang, which we get hundreds and hundreds of submissions every week. We go through them. We pick the ones that we think are best for that guest. Um, and then we found in success that, like what Jack was saying, we found that Good Week, Bad Week was the most popular part of the podcast. It's the thing that people really gravitated towards. It wasn't RuPaul. It was not, you know, uh, Lily Aldridge. Like, it, it was us telling our stories about our lives. So when um, Sue and the team at Podcast One came to us and they said, would you ever consider launching a second show? We were like, well, we're not going to book anyone because that's a pain in the ass. Let's just make it more of good week, bad week, more of our lives. And so we've done everything from work through the Oprah workbook. We've, you know, done questionnaires that we found in magazines. We've done like Cosmo quizzes. We've had birthday episodes. We've had episodes where it got really serious and something traumatizing or horrible is happening in our lives. And we just took that episode to just talk about it. And so, um, What I thought is so interesting for Lady Gang is that the episodes where you have a big celebrity and it's our big Tuesday show do just as well as the episodes on Thursday when it's the three of us just talking about what's happening this week. And that is a testament to how how much our fan base just wants to hear from us. Sorry, that was also so long. We're so proud. No one ever asked us about this part. So I'm like, let me tell you about how hard I work. No, I love it. This is actually one of my favorite
1: parts. I love hearing about how other people handle their content. One thing y'all said earlier about, uh, being one of the first kind of, uh, all female podcasts in the space. And when I was researching for this series, I actually found that only 33 of the top 100 podcasts feature women hosts. And so I wanted to hear from you guys on, on why you think that is. Why do you think the space is still so male focused?
0: I think that there's still people who have never opened up the, uh, Podcast app in their phones and they assume that it's still Adam Carolla and Joe Rogan and comedian male comedians and while women do listen to that content. I personally love it Um, you know women weren't seeing themselves in those positions as being hot podcast hosts. If someone said to me, like when Kelty said to me, let's do a podcast, I instantly thought of every dude I've ever heard that had a podcast. So I'm hoping, and we're hoping that by kind of being trailblazers in the field, you know, there are going to be other young women who have something important to say, who also get the, you know, the courage to put themselves on a platform like this. Cause that's the other part of it too. It's scary. If you have a real job in corporate America. If you're starting a podcast, it's like any form of social media as well. You got to be really careful what you're putting out there and what you're saying in the world. So, you know, I remember trying to balance in the beginning of Lady Gang, just an acting career and it was scary and actors can get away with way more than corporate America employees. So you have to be willing to really put it out there and be unfiltered. And it. It's not for everyone, that is for sure. We've seen women start this who still feel the need to be quote, perfect and buttoned up and ladies in in their version of the word. And they don't do that well because you can tell when you're listening to their content that they are scared. They're, they're trepidatious about what's coming out of their mouths. Whereas men, I think in general, just get away with saying more, get away with doing more. Like we don't hate men over here, but we certainly think they get away with things that we well, often I was going to say, yeah, we don't.
3: lived, you know, in a little bit of a misogynistic society and men can, they're not scared to like put their reputation on the line as much as women are. But we're getting better at that. And we hope by, you know, with a podcast like ours where we are saying embarrassing shit almost weekly Mm -hmm. that hopefully it can inspire some gals out there to just like, like, let it all out there. We haven't gotten fired from our jobs yet. And now we have a job that we can't get fired from. So that's what's kind of cool about podcasting.
0: An example about male versus female too in the podcasting world is... Um, you know, we've gotten really negative feedback from people about things that we've said on our podcast that people were offended by. Whereas you listen to a few other, our male counterparts making the same jokes or talking about the same topics with similar opinions. And you can tell they don't get flack for it because they come back every week and keep pushing whatever that narrative is where we have to come back and be thoughtful and be and apologize and correct what we said. And we're we're happy to do that because we're growing and we're learning. We've learned so much from our community as women, as hosts, as business people. But you know, it is really an interesting thing to see that these men, you know, they can they can just
4: simply say things that we can't. It's a really interesting perspective—the vulnerability aspect of it. We hadn't really thought through that. We were hypothesizing and thinking through different reasons why, like whether it's because it was born out of radio and a lot of radio hosts are, are men because early adopters of podcasts were men, et cetera. Um, so it's a, it's an interesting perspective.
3: Yeah. It's probably, it's that too. It's just like all of these different things that have, you know, it's like the perfect mix of things that has not made it such an open lane for women to get into
0: we also have amazing husbands and families who don't judge us for these opinions but there are not many people who have what we have so we're very lucky
4: do you think that there's an aspect in the podcast industry as well on the representation side do you think did you find it hard to find the right network or people to surround yourself with i think that was actually
2: one of the easiest things um that to be honest, when we started, there were very few podcast companies. I mean, it just wasn't like, I do think that Norman podcast one was one of the first, and we happened to know someone that had worked there. And, and, and so we didn't really go around. It was one of those things that was kind of kismet and meant to be. Um, I do think you can tell how far the genre has come for females in the advertising because when we first started, the ads we were getting were the exact similar ads that you would see on a Corolla. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, we'll just, we'll loop this girl show in with our guy ads, you know what I mean? And and then as we've progressed and been able to show the power that our brand has and that our community has in advertising, we've gotten brands that are absolutely trying to sell for, to women. And these are ads that wouldn't, wouldn't show up on a male-dominated show and I think the advertising has gotten smart in realizing wow this is like where the money is being spent by these women who run their households and I that's where I see the change so it wasn't so much finding a partner it was finding partners in your space in the ad space that would support a show like ours with brands that could make us successful they were actually the brands that our fans would want to use you know, um, so that I think that's where the change has come over time. Well, and I think it's
3: no surprise that obviously, like you said, like women sp- are the ones that are spending money. We love to spend money, especially women. I love it. <laughs> women I'm spending stuff right now, honestly, on my second screen. <laughs> I just got like four packages in the mail. I can't wait to go pick them up. I don't even know who they are because I spend so much money. Um, but yes. It's- you know, we could have a certain advertiser on our show, and then say some male driven show that has 10 times more listeners than us can have the same advertiser, and we'd probably outsell them because our listeners are not just casual listeners. They're all part of the lady gang, they're part of the community. We have so many girls in our Facebook group talking about different sponsors of ours that they have bought. So it's like, don't listen to us, listen to our girls in the Facebook group. Go search Third Love, go search thanks or all these different sponsors. And you can see that our listeners are actually involved and they're really using these products. It's not just like some throwaway ad that I'm sure happen all the time for a lot of other podcasts.
2: Yeah, and then it's a trickle down, right? So it's like podcast one is like, well, we have Corolla. Like, I guess well, these girls seem cool. We'll sign them. The show becomes a success. That, and then uh, the ads are there, and then it, the networks, and now there's so many of them can be like, oh wow, we can make money off a female show. Let's sign more female shows. And so I think in the next few years we're going to see that 33% rise because we are the best.
0: It also required there to be people, maybe females, but maybe people who understand females like Sue in sales because they know how to speak our language and say, this is what these girls are doing. You must advertise and we'll we'll put the proof is in the pudding. So we really ap- appreciated there being a power female on our side in the and the ad sales space.
2: and your hair looks amazing. <laughs>
4: Thanks. Yeah, it's clean. I go. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the best feeling. <laughs> Mine's so dirty. <laughs> so kids said. Kids said to me before on a call. See, your hair's really blonde. I'm like, no, it's just clean. <laughs> it's just
3: clean. It's just not greasy. I've washed
4: the dirt out of it. It's fine. yes so, You know, just to just say one thing, you guys use two words, and I think that these got these these girls are two things. They're pioneers and they are trail, trailblazers. You know, and it oh. it's incredible to be two for something to be both of those. And people always say, you know. It, it's not about a CPM with us, guys. It's, it, it's about a community. And I, if you can always oh, just thanks. make sure that that's what's really um, you know, brought to fruition with these guys' community.
1: I do love the community that y'all have built. I think that is such a cool part of what y'all have put together. We love our community. We
0: don't think, we would definitely not be where we're at with it, without this community. And I don't know whose idea it was. It was definitely not my idea to have the Facebook group.
3: It was mine. I saw a different podcast, um, a smaller podcast have a little Facebook group where they would discuss each episode and I was like, oh, we should do this. Like, it it looks fun, not really thinking anything about it. And again, that's what's so cool about the community is it kind of just happened by itself. Mm -hmm. Like, We didn't go out there being like, we need to like foster this community and like really like make it grow. Like it just grew on its own and it became its own thing. And again, that's why I think it's so successful because there were no expectations for it. There was no plan for it. It's just our girls showing up for us and showing up for each other. And it's something that's bigger than ourselves. Like it really is. The Lady Gang has become something that's so massive and goes beyond the three of us individually.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's in the live shows. That's when it's really crazy because to us, it's a group on Facebook. It's, you know, 40, is it 40,000 women now? Like something like that. And you know, that's a number, but you don't really think about it. And then when we put our, our live shows on sale, the tickets fly and we're like, who's buying these tickets? It can't be all of our parents. So it's really exciting when you actually show up and, and RIP live events for a moment. But you know, when we started to go out on the road and these girls would come up to us, and one of the best parts about it was not only were they big lady gang fans and somehow it changed their lives. It's always like so heartwarming to hear that, but they're also wearing everything we talk about in our ads. Like <laughs> they have their third love bra. It's crazy. They're like, I got this thing, and it's such a life changer. I get messages on Instagram all the time about it. And, you know, it's just it's cool because we are when it comes to advertising, it feels weird as women were trying to figure out a way to feel okay about making money and taking money from brands and feeling entitled to do that. But when we see those women and when we love the products ourselves, and it's such a genuine marriage of the two, it feels okay. And then when we see these women who their feedback is just as positive as our own, it, you know, it's it's great. We don't feel like we're ripping people off because let me tell you something. It was a long time before we could feel that way. We're like, they want to pay us to talk about this thing. Like, who
4: are we? We're nobodies, you know? So it's cool. We love it. That's awesome. That's great to hear. i work I've worked on a lot of female skewing brands over the years. So I, I'm glad that you guys actually like the product and that so many, your listeners do as well. What advice would you have for women in the space that are looking to to start their own podcast and kind of break into that world?
2: You know, um, I, okay, so many thoughts. First of all, I think you should do anything. I think that one of the proudest things that we, the three of us feel is creating this brand, being able, like someone said before, like we have a job we can't get fired from, the content, what we want to talk about, when we want to pivot, like that's all in our hands. We get to run it the way we want to run it. And I think that there's a lot of power in that. And for me, certainly I feel very empowered by that. So it has been one of the greatest things in my life. With that comes a lot of hard work. And I think right now everyone's looking at podcasts and they're saying, we should start a podcast and we get asked probably 300 times a week by people to say, can you help me start my podcast? And what I do is I actually have a PDF because I'm a crazy person on my computer that has like the start a podcast worksheet and it's like the first 10 episodes. Who are you going to have as a guest? What's the topic? Like, you know, because everyone has two good conversations in them for a podcast. Like when you're sitting with your friends and you're like, you know, we should do a podcast about Seinfeld. And then we can just like talk about, you know, and you're like, okay, but after- Was that Jack? (laughs) I know,
3: that's my my, uh, side Seinfeld podcast (laughs) I'm starting.
2: But after the third or fourth episode, you kind of lose steam. And I think that's what we see in a lot of the new podcasts. podcasts that come out, they come out, everyone wants to hear from them. And then it's like, what do you do six months? What do you do five years in to keep the audience coming back? Um, and so I think having like a little bit of an actual plan in the show form is, is very, very helpful. Um, And then I think being unique. I think that, you know, since we launched, we have seen about 550,000 other podcasts that are unfiltered boozy brunches. (laughs) Like everyone in the world has Uh, tried to like emulate Lady Gang and like, I mean, I know we're all at brunch and I know we're all boozy, but it's like, what is that thing that makes you different from everyone else? What's that thing that you're talking about that you have an insight to that makes you different? Um, and I think those those are the real powerful, powerful tools. And then the number one thing is cons- consistency. You know, in five years, we have never missed an episode. Um, when you turn, when you, see your phone. Like you're getting an episode on Tuesday. You're getting an episode on Thursday. It does not matter if it's a pandemic. It does not matter if it's Christmas. It doesn't matter if I'm on vacation because we pre-taped it. Like you're always getting us. We never leave you hanging. And that's been very important.
1: What do y'all hope that other women take away from listening to your podcast and and also reading your book that just came out?
3: The kind of um, mantra that Uh, we have for the Lady Gang. And this isn't how it started either. This is kind of what Lady Gang has developed into is just to try to make other women feel less alone. So whether that's us talking about like an embarrassing story or, or us sharing, you know, a really vulnerable part of our heart that we're actually like scared to death to do, we just want to put ourselves out there and put all of ourselves out there and hopefully connect to other women around the world. Just so... They don't feel like such a weirdo if something happens to them. And, you know, as adults, it's really hard to make new friends. It's hard to find people to really connect with. So we're trying to be those best friends for girls that might be struggling a little bit. So we're just trying to find like an actual genu- genuine connection um, with women all over the world over, you know, our yeast infections and our drunken nights, but then also, you know, uh, toxic relationships and loss and grief and everything in between.
1: I really feel that about, uh, how difficult it is to, to make friends as an adult. Like I, I never understood it when, when I was younger and, and really now that I'm in my thirties, it, it really has kicked in. So I, I think that's lovely. I love
4: that. Have you guys seen a, an outpouring of responses now in COVID more than ever when people are alone that they're gravitating even more towards the
2: the lady gang? Well, we have it in the numbers, proofs in the pudding. The shows up like thirty six percent during COVID, which I don't I don't sue you might know the answer, but I've heard that many podcasts are down and we're up, so um, it's it's a testament <laughs> to the fact that pe- we are these people's friends if you will you know and people are finding comfort um and when they're taking their walk around their neighborhood or they're cleaning their closet for the 900th time they're like listening to listening to us you know um and so it's it's been great i i we've definitely seen it and i think when the book hit the new york times list for for me for me i was actually i wasn't okay so i wasn't shocked right like i knew that we had this powerful community But what I'll say is that there is, there's a tried and true test to selling a book, right? Like you go on a book tour, you go sit in the Barnes and Noble, your fans get to come sign the book, but they can't see you unless they buy the book. Like there's a whole system that has been in place in publishing for a very long time. And when COVID hit that, all of it went out the window. And I cried a lot about it. Like our, the book tour, the seeing people, the everything was gone and, and all of the, um, all of the press that we were meant to do was canceled. And so it was the only thing we had was the community. And so the fact that we were able to make number four on the New York Times bestseller list with no press, no tour, none of the traditional ways of selling a book, I think is a testament to how much our girls love us, to the fact that there were girls in the Facebook group being like, we have to get them on the New York Times list. I'm buying five books for people who can't afford it. Like, I'll buy the book for you. There was a whole book chain, This one one of our members, Ronnie, it was like, leave your note if you can afford it, you can't, and I'll match you with someone. And so it's like- It was a pay it forward with books. And it was so,
3: so cute because it was also during a time, obviously, where so many people had lost their jobs. So it's like, the last thing we wanted to try to do is like like promote something to buy, like make our girls buy it. So it was so, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen from our community. Cause they just wanted everybody to be a part of it.
4: Amazing. I, I didn't see that in the Facebook group, but, um, it's really great to hear. And I, I like hearing stories about people helping each other during this time. Cause I think it's been really rough for a lot of people. So it's amazing that you guys have been there for them and your community has been there for each other too. Pulling it back out to the podcast industry as a whole, are there any changes you would like to see in the podcast industry in the coming year? Well, I mean, I'll I'll speak
0: on what we're doing that's different. Um, you know, because of COVID, uh, global pandemic, and then the Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, it's it's shaken us up because we realize we have a platform and we have a lot of of ears listening and tuning in, and while we're not gonna completely change the tone of the podcast we knew that we had a responsibility now to discuss those topics and those issues so we're more mindful now about the type of people we bring on to the podcast um, we bring on more experts we did a, a book club episode with um, one of our podcast uh, other podcast hosts from the network where we we read white fragility as a group and you know I'd love to say we would have done that a year ago but I think that that's a lie. I think that right now we're feeling a responsibility and a wake-up call for us to use the platform in a responsible way and still talk about farting during sex, you know? Like, girls, that's pretty much what they come for us. We're going to stay in our lane. But we're also going to be, like I said, mindful of the content that we create. And definitely, we've always made a concerted effort to having more diverse guests as come on the podcast, but we're digging in even further with that. You know, we're really trying to think of really creative ways to get, you know, other women from different walks of life, different races to come in and have a conversation with us. Cause we're all ladies like across the board. That's really what unites us. So that is for us, what we're changing. And we would love to see that with the other people in
2: the podcast space. And then from like a business standpoint, I was just thinking while Becca was saying that, um, For me, um, I think that our podcast, for us, our podcast and our community is such a long-tailed thing. I would love to see brands come on board podcasts for like six months or year-long sponsorships in a bigger way. Um, Like they do a sports athlete or whatever. It's like, this is sponsored by Nike or whatever it is. And, And the reason being is that like, I think we do a really good job of like during that time when it's airing, like getting people to go out there. But, you know, it's like it com- becomes kind of part of the culture of the show. And so it would be so nice to be able to you know make segments around them or you know have them be a part of the podcast and then the summer tour and then the the book thing and then the clothes and like kind of like build more of these like brand partners that are more long term across everything we're doing because we have so many different elements now including the podcast where it gets a little tricky when you're like oh hey like I love to drink this drink on the podcast and then but at home I'm like drinking this drink and then on tour I'm drinking this drink like I wish that I wish that brands could see the power of the podcast and they would invest a little more in those, those long-term things instead of these like little flights week by week. Um, I think it would make it easier and more authentic. So I would love to see that. Um, like on TV shows where it's like this, this like Friday night football is brought to you by GMC. Like where's that for the women, you know?
3: Well, and we see that totally when we have sponsors that come on for extended weeks, like the more familiar that our girls get with a brand, the more um, apt they are to make that purchase. And maybe they wouldn't from the first week that they hear about it, but if it's the 10th week and they're really getting familiar with what this brand is, um, it's kind of like bringing it more into the zeitgeist of Lady Gang rather than like, I'm drinking X. It's like, no, I actually, I use this brand on the regular and it's becoming part of our conversation and Sometimes when we have sponsors, it ends up being part of our normal conversation anyways because it is part of our life, because it has been a big part of the Lady Gang. So um, I can definitely agree with that, Kelty. And we also individually will post about brands that
0: we work with on our personal social media. So it would be amazing to just know that someone was there for six months and then I could go crazy on my Instagram, my personal when I'm using the product or talking about the product. Um, But, you know, if it's not a sponsor at the moment, I have to check to see if they're on for that week or, you know, sort of to see if it's going to be, if there's going to be conflict. So it's like, it would be so nice to just be like across the board. This is our tampon brand. So I can talk about it every week you know it's like or not every week god forbid every month
4: get out of my life start talking about <laughs> yeah, a tampon every week we've got bigger problems yeah
0: and and when we do have those bigger like the people that have been with us from the beginning we do get more comfortable talking about it in our personal social media cuz we know they're sticking around and we know that they're committed to us so we want to commit back to them
3: yeah i was going to say it's like the more that a brand invests in us the more time and the more effort and the more everything that we're going to invest back in them so it's definitely a balanced situation
0: it's like dating we need them to put a ring on it
4: I know don't <laughs> ghost me you saw that third love has been with you guys and they do an annual every single year and stick to it every year and like the times they mentioned it
3: even in this interview it's like the, I brought them up twice because they're like one of the brands
2: that I like think of as a leading brand and I'm wearing my third about bra about? right now it's the best <laughs> the best it's the, the it best. actually has become the official bra It is. It
3: is. Okay, cool. The boob cage. Oh, awesome. We love
2: them. Yeah, they do make a hell of a good bra.
1: You guys, this is probably, probably have been one of the most fun interviews that I've done. Really appreciate y'all taking the time to, to talk to us about all of this and. I I just, I love and am inspired by a lot of y'all's answers. So thank you so much. Thanks for having us. And thank you
0: for all the amazing brands. And yeah, I mean, let's just take over podcasting women, you know, let's just do it.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes and leave us a comment with your feedback, questions, or ideas for future segments. If you would like more info on AdResults Media and what we do, please visit us online at adresultsmedia.com. This podcast is an AdResults Media production.